Welcome to Transformation Church Podcast. We are so excited that you tuned into our Recalculate series. Today's message is about grabbing hold to the vision when the plan has changed. From wherever you're listening, we hope that you are encouraged by this week's message. Today is an exciting day. Get out your notes, get out your um, phones, because we are starting a brand new series. How many people enjoy Planet Not Buried? Okay. Um, that, that was a series that, that really blessed us as a church, and I believe this next series is going to bless us as a church. I'm so excited because when God gives me vision for our next series, I get like excited like it's Christmas Day because I don't know how God's going to unfold the, the vision, but I know this one is going to change us today. And um, we are starting a brand new series that we are calling Recalculating When Plans Change. I am going to preach it. Um, everybody say recalculating. recalculating. When plans change. When plans change. Yeah, um, there, there's many times that we set out to do something and then we don't know how to act when the plan changes. And I really feel like where we are in our ministry, as where as you may be in your life, that we need to understand that some things may need to be recalculated. Um, uh, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but it's happened to me several times. I, I use my GPS on my phone to get basically everywhere that I'm going. I don't know how y'all did it before these phones. And y'all had maps on the front of the car and you was like I-97 to I-4 and God bless y'all. But I thank God for GPS and Google Maps and all of those different things. And um, it, it's funny that what happened to me a while back is um, there's construction in Tulsa all the time and it takes forever. And um, there was a route that I was going that um, had been closed for a year plus. And, and so when I put in the information to be able to, to try to see where I was going, um, um, my heart sometimes starts to pamputate when I have just um, made enough time for me to get there on time. And then I accidentally take a wrong turn. Has anybody ever taken a wrong turn? I know, men, this is going to be hard for you to admit. But, 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 but when we take a wrong turn, sometimes it's a frustrating thing as well as it's an anxiety thing because it's like, oh, my God, I'm going to be late and all of these different things. And, and, and then I look at the thing that's supposed to be guiding me and, and then it like freezes for a second. And then I see these little wheels come up. And then there's a word that comes up and it says recalculating. And, and, and just for a moment, like peace starts to come to me because I've made a wrong turn or, or, or gone an alternate route. But something is recalculating me to the place that I need to go. It's taking in consideration all my mess ups and still getting me to the destination. Oh, I'm about to preach this thing to and, 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 and when it says recalculating, I want you to write down the definition of recalculating. It means to calculate again, typically using different data. To calculate again, typically using different data. And I believe that there is 85 days left in this year. And that God wants to recalculate some things because the data has changed. You're not the same person you were a year ago. 
you've started taking steps in faith. You may not be where you want to be, but you're not where you used to be. Somebody say the data has changed. See, some of us have been wanting the rest of this year to hurry up and be over so that we can get to 2019. But God's saying, can I recalculate some things? The data has changed. You started getting into community and you found your inner circle. I can trust you with more because you got accountability around. Some of y'all earlier in this year found out that trusting me with your finances got your money right. And you started tithing and giving offering. Maybe I can touch you with that promotion. Somebody say recalculating. See, the data has changed for our church. The data has changed. And and God is recalculating some things. And so I just want your mind to to go to another place that this year is not over. That God may want to plug in some new data. And give us a different direction so that we can get to the intended destination he has for us. Not just in our life, but even in this year. In your family, in your business, somebody say recalculating. Recalculating. And so when plans change, usually when we look at that, it's a negative thing. So it's usually like I made the wrong turn and now it has to recalculate. Or I took the wrong exit and now I have to recalculate. But something strange happened to me earlier in this year. As I was driving, that lane that was closed, the highway that was closed, Um, My GPS had made provisions for me taking the streets and I could only go 40 miles an hour. I'm supposed to go 40 miles an hour. We're a hot church. Okay, we're going to be humble, open and transparent. Sometimes I speed. Lord, forgive me. But we're only supposed to go 40 miles an hour on these main streets. And it took into consideration traffic, stoplights and the time of day. And it told me that to get to my destination, it would take 35 minutes. But then as I was driving, when I would veer over to go the streetway, I saw that the highway had opened and nobody had made an announcement. Nobody had told me, but the highway had opened. And this is the thing I want you to understand when you're recalculating, it always affects the time of arrival. So when it recalculates whether you make a wrong turn or you find a faster way, it always tells you your intended time of arrival is 35 minutes. If you get or your intended time of arrival is 50 minutes. It always does. it. And when it started for the first time, I saw it recalculating because I was able to go at a different pace than when I was on the streets. And so instead of going 40 miles an hour, I was given permission. Everybody say permission. Permission. See, there's laws and a pace set. And I was given permission to go 75 miles an hour. And for the first time, my phone started recalculating. And I was looking like, "Uh oh, I missed the turn. Like, "Uh oh, I took the wrong way. But it was recalculating because I had found a different pace and it was going to change the time of arrival. So what was going to take 35 minutes was now going to take 15 minutes because I found a new pace. Everybody said I found a new pace. And so today God started speaking to me so strong about this. And I'm going to talk to you today about the pace that God has set for our church and maybe he's setting for your life. And I believe that he is recalculating. Just say it one more time with everything in you. Say recalculating. Recalculating. I want you to write down this title. 
The pace has changed. That's the title of today's message. The pace has changed. And I'm secretly titling it it Stride 2.0. Because some of you were here in January when God gave us the vision for the entire year to stride. Everybody say stride. And, and, and this is why we talk about vision a lot. And this series is going to be sort of a revision because God has done so much and we need to see the vision clearly. And there's a reason for that. Look at Proverbs 29 verse 18. And I'm going to read it out of the message version. But it says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. This is my prayer for every person that calls Transformation Church their home and anybody watching that has a church home, that you would get the vision because when you get the vision of a church, when you get the vision of your family, when you get the vision of your business, when you get the vision of your marriage, what ends up happening is God's able to do three things. You got to see what God is doing. You have to take part in what God is doing, and then you will be most blessed. Can I be more specific? When it comes to the vision of Transformation Church, why you are here, why we are moving forward, is because God wants you to see what God is doing at TC. And he wants you to take part in what God is doing at TC. And he wants you to be, everybody say, most blessed. blessed. What happens when God wants you most blessed? But being most blessed is always attached to a vision that's not here yet. So the marriage you want where it's most blessed is attached to a vision of you and your husband or you and your wife being whole, communicating, talking about finances, coming together regularly, all of those things. And that's a vision that may not be there yet for your business to be most blessed. That's going to come from a vision of you doing stewarding over what you have right now, a vision of you making strategic partnerships, a vision. And what we have to realize is when we do not have vision, another translation says the people run wild. Where there is no vision, people cast off restraint. Where there is no vision, let me break it down, people just come to church. Where where there is no vision, this is just another religious experience. When, When there is no vision, my marriage is more of a partnership than it is a relationship. And what God is telling us is that we have to get the vision, and it has to be clarified. And so I I talk about this, and the reason I'm saying stride 2.0 is because God was very clear with us in January of 2018. As he said, Michael, Transformation Church, I want you to stride. Everybody say stride. Stride. And what that means is to walk in long, decisive steps in a specific direction. Now, y'all can go back and watch the series, but when God told me to stride, I said, I can't do that. I'm a runner, and you're going to tell me to walk? Like, I, I, I'm going to bust the door down. I'm going to make what God says happen. You gave me a word, God, and I'm going to press it to, to come to pass. And God said, either you're going to strive into it using all your effort and energy, or you're going to stride into it. You're going to do less, and I'm going to do more. And and y'all, as we started striding, I don't even have time today to tell you all that God has done, but I can give you one metric. When God said to stride, the staff, along with our oversight, made a goal that this year, our striding goal was to see 100 people join Transformation Church. 100. And I mean, our faith was there, y'all. Hey, if God would just give us 100. 
God, you're going to be faithful over 100. And we were believing for that. Y'all, by January 31st, 99 people had joined the church. Okay, don't clap yet. Because in 10 months, when we did less and we let God do more, over 1,057 people have joined the church in 10 months. Y'all can give God praise for that. No, 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 no. Y'all can give God praise for that. Now watch. That didn't happen because we were striving. That happened because we were what? Striving. Yay. Okay. So, so, so this whole concept of striding means that we have to find the pace of grace. There is a pace that God will set that you are graced to go at. Or let me say it a different way, going back to my analogy, there is a pace that you will have permission for. And a lot of us, we, we're always going or we're always doing. And God said, hey, I'm going to give you permission at certain places to go different paces. And, and, and this had to be a revelation for me. And I'm trying to bring clarity to, clarity to it for you. Because when God said stride in the season we were, were in, that meant less. But then God began to tell me that that pace is not about slower or faster. It's about who said it. See, pace is all about being set. Everybody clap with me. Come on, everybody. Clap your hands. <laughs> everybody, clap your hands. <laughs> everybody, clap your hands. <laughs> everybody, clap your hands. Every the pace was set by me and you followed the pace. It wasn't that it was fast or slow, it was set. What I'm telling you is there will be seasons when you walk with God where he will call the pace to be slower and he will call the pace to be faster. The way you will know you are graced for it is that he said it. See, and so many people are trying to set a pace for relationships. Ah, oh, when I get 23, I'm going to get married. Did you set that pace? Or did God set that pace? Because maybe at 28, you would be ready or 38. But, but what ends up happening is we try to set our own pace. And then we end up looking foolish and blaming God for what he didn't do when he never called for that pace. And that's why people are stepping out and starting business. I know I'm an entrepreneur. But God says, I want to teach you some stuff first. Like you don't know how to budget and, and, and you want to go and start a financial company. Hey. Everybody say stride. So, so I really begin to wrestle with how did God call us to do less? And then he did more. And then he's asking us to do things that seem like more. He said, because I've changed the pace. And if we don't see what God is doing, then we will be frustrated about the blessing that God's trying to bring us into. We will perceive the right thing the wrong way. And so I said, God, you're going to have to give me scripture for this. You're going to have to give me Bible for this because I cannot get up in front of these people and explain that why we're going to five services and why some of the services are going to be video and why all this other stuff. He said, because I changed the pace. You didn't do this, Michael. This wasn't you like, guys, by the end of the year, we're going to start with one service and then we're going to have five at the end of the year. We've never had a conversation like that. 
It was like God has given us more people to steward. What do we do? Add a service. God has given you more people to steward. Am I going to preach all of them? No, you're going to do some video. Hundreds of thousands of people watching you by video anyway. The same presence is going to be here. You have the worship and you have the people to love on. Put them in the building and I'm going to speak to them. And all of these things, this is not because we're striving to do something. This is because everybody say we're striding at the pace of grace. Okay, so I had to go to a story where the pace changed. I want you to go to Joshua chapter 6, and we're going to talk about um, um, the walls of Jericho coming down. Now, everybody talks about this story, and, and, and we marched around, and, and we shouted, and, and the walls came down. But I want us to see this from a different perspective of how God changed the pace, how he gave them a vision, and they had to obey instructions all the way through. And God was able to give them a city because they could see the vision when it was not happening. Okay, so, so I, I want us to go here and, and I want us to look at Joshua chapter one because the pace has changed and, and, and I want us to do it. It says now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. Bring perspective to what's happening. They've made it out of the wilderness. The children of Israel have made it out of the wilderness. They're in the promised land, but they have not possessed everything that God has called them to possess. What happens when you're no longer in the place you used to be that you barely had enough, but you're not quite in what God promised you? This is what I, why I'm sharing this, because God wants everybody to see that maybe to get to your next season, you have to listen for instructions, get vision, and you may have to change the pace. It says they, Jericho was a city that was shut up and it was fortified. It was strong. And it says no one was allowed to go out or in. But the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its king and all of its strong warriors. Point number one, vision is always for victory. I want you to hear me say this. God is not giving you victory. He's not giving me or he's not giving you vision. He's not giving me vision so it cannot come to pass. When God gives vision, it's always for victory. And I need you to hear that because some of y'all be like, well, maybe I, I, heard, I saw this thing in my heart. And then like maybe if God, you know, would be good to me, like maybe. And if I pray enough prayers and all this other stuff, then maybe it'll come to pass. God didn't give you the vision for it not to come to pass. You, you need to hear me. He was looking at a fortified city, but God told Joshua, I have given it to you. And, and this is the thing that I need everybody to remind yourself of. And I'm reminding myself of as we step out and we're doing five services right now. God asked me earlier this. We said, he said, but Michael, what did I say? What did I tell you? It doesn't matter if nobody comes to the other services. If I told you to do it, he said, you better do it because the vision is for victory. Somebody say vision is for victory. I, I, I'm trying to jog your memory, but what did God say to you? Because <laughs> so many of us try to get committee approval and ask other people, did God tell you that I was supposed to? And did God tell you that my marriage was going to succeed? D did God tell you that I was going to be a successful business person? And Joshua, in his secret time with God, God told him, I've given you Jericho. The same way that he told me Michael Transformation Church is going to be a multi-ethnic, multiplying, multicultural, multi-generational church, and it's going to impact the whole world. He said that to me when none of y'all was here. 
And there was something in me that had to believe that that vision was for victory. He didn't give me a vision to not make it come to pass, but he had to have a vessel that believes it. And I just know there's some people in here who are about to give up on their dream, who are about to give up on their marriage, who are about to give up on the kids. But God's showing you those children standing in declaring the word of God was not so he could toy with your emotion. That vision was for victory. I need somebody to help me this morning. The vision that God has placed in your heart. Somebody shout at me. Victory. It is for victory. But you have to believe that the vision is for victory before anybody validates it. Joshua had to believe that what God said was more important than what his warriors would say. They were looking at fortified walls. But God said, but I said, it's yours. And I just want to encourage somebody's faith today. There's a healing that the doctors told you probably couldn't come. But God said, by my stripes. See, you're looking for a right now word. And he's written some stuff down in the word of God that's supposed to stand for eternity. He said, by my stripes, you are healed. That vision is not so that you can pop pills the rest of your life. That vi- Oh, I need somebody to help me. That vision is for victory. I am too hype on the first point. This may seem very simple, but God gives vision for it to come to pass. So how does that apply to where we're at right now? I stand at the precipice of watching God exceed all of our expectation or failing horribly. Today, I I announced we're going to five services. But God told me before we had two services. See, see, the thing that you can rely on when God gives you a vision bigger than yourself, because it's not vision if it's not bigger than you. (laughs) If you can see it, it's sight. See, vision is what you see when your eyes are closed. And that's why when my eyes are closed, I don't even see this building no more. Like I see an arena. I I see God literally taking us to a place where there are so many people coming to experience transformation in Christ that this room can't even hold what God is doing. But what do I see when I open my eyes is a building that's almost filled in one service. And God says, I don't want you to look at what is. I want you to look at what I'm doing. And when I give vision, that's why I tell you to write it down and make it plain. Because I want there to be proof that what you saw with your eyes closed is coming to pass. Some of you have not seen what God has for you because you don't even believe the vision is for your victory. And Joshua had to believe that the vision was for victory. Look at verse 3, what it says. It says, and you and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Write this point down. Vision determines pace. See, when you have a vision, then God will set a pace of how you're supposed to achieve that vision. And a lot of times we get a vision, but we don't go back for instructions. Let's be clear. God will be like, you're going to be in a relationship. And you run out and be like, it's you. 
God told me I was going to be in a relationship and you just brought this Amazon box and you look good. And I think God's delivering me to you and you to me. Like we start doing all of this stuff because we get a vision, but we don't get instructions. But vision determines pace. And many people are trying to set a pace before God's given a vision. And so when we come to this scripture right here, something just jumped out at me, okay? Because many of us will hear partial instructions. We get a vision and it's like, cool, I'm gonna go do that. Cool, I'm gonna start the business. I'm 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 gonna be able to be a pastor. Cool, I need to start a church. But it's very dangerous if you only get partial instructions. See, if Joshua would have ran off when God gave him the first part of the vision, they would not have seen Jericho's walls come down because he changed the pace and he had to be attuned enough to what God was saying. I'm giving you the victory. I'm starting to give you instructions. Walk around the city walls every day, one time a day for six days. And he could have left with that and said, God said. Because he did. God said, da-da-da-da-da-da. He did, but did you let him finish his sentence? Did Did you let him finish giving you details to what he did say? When he said, you're going to be in a relationship this year, but submit it to an authority figure so it doesn't end up in the same cycle. We didn't hear that last part. And so we end up in the same cycle going around the walls. You got to understand that they were going, they were going in a circle. Like, like, like kind of like how many of our relationships are going in a circle, like, like many of our plans are going in a circle. They were going in a circle, but if they didn't listen for when God changed the pace, they would have never gotten the victory. Even if God said, this is what I want for you. And I want you to go down to verse four so you can see where, where, where the plans changed or the pace changed and God gave them new instructions that were imperative for them winning the victory. He said, on the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with priests blowing the horns. I I, I want you to realize that as God's doing in this church, he never does anything that he's not doing in your homes. You need to evaluate where is God changing the pace? Where is he changing the pace? You've been hanging with these friends every weekend and God said, I'm changing the pace. It's time to get with me. Well, I've been spending all my, my extra money on this and that and the third and the fourth. And God said, now it's time for you to, to save that because I'm going to ask for something later on in the year. I need you to change your pace. And Joshua was a leader who heard God fully through and allowed him to change the pace. Somebody say the pace has changed. And I want you to evaluate where has it changed in your life. Look at the next point I want to show you. Because when we look at verse 4, this is what I want you to write down. Vision should be led by praise and presence. Vision should be led by praise and presence. And I'm talking about practically. Like, like, like when God gives you a vision, write it down. And then start praising God for it. 
and, and get into the presence of God through prayer and worship and let that be your first priority as you are moving into the vision that God gives you. Pastor Mike, that is not practical. That is spiritual. You are somewhere else in the cloud. I want you to go to what was happening. These men were about to fight. Everybody say fight. This was not spiritual warfare. This was swords. This was for real death. You're about to fight. But look what God instructed Joshua to have his men do. Verse 4, he said, put seven priests and out front, and they will walk ahead of the ark. And the ark of the, pre- the, ark of the covenant was the place where the presence of God dwelled. He said, and each of these men should be carrying a ram's horn. Let me help introduce you to what God was saying right here. Trumpets were an instrument of praise. And they were an instrument of declaration. So anytime a trumpet went off, it was to sound the alarm of what God was doing. And then it was the Ark of the Covenant. And you can read it all in the Old Testament. But that was the place where the presence of God dwelled. So Jesus is telling, God is telling these people that I've given you a vision. And you're going to walk around one time a day for six days. And on the seventh day, you're going to walk around seven times. But before you do anything... Let your praise in my presence go before you. See, I'm trying to help somebody right now because you've got the plan. You've got the things in place, but you don't know why it's not working. And God said, because you haven't preceded it with praise, thanking God for what he's going to do, even though he hasn't done it. And the presence, God, I am coming to you. I'm submitting it to you. You're good, even though I don't understand. And this is what God is saying. I think Joshua learned it from Moses because there was a scripture when Moses told them in Exodus 33, 15. He said, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us from here. And there's some people that are so antsy to get to the next that you're not worried that God's not going with you. Hey, listen, I'm not good enough to go without God. And some of us are so prideful and so confident in our skills and what God's placed in us and how we're doing stuff. And God says, hey, listen, if you want this victory, I need you to praise me in advance and I need you to go with with my presence. And some of you need to hear me say this before. That's why the past seven days. As we were going to five services, do you know what we were doing as a church and a staff? We were praying and fasting every day at 12 noon and every night at 6 p.m. That was not a religious activity. That was us saying, God, if you're calling us to go to five services, we ain't never been this way before and we will not go without your presence. Somebody needs to get this in your spirit. I'm not moving to another state if you are not going with me. I'm not taking this job if you're not going with me. I'm not getting in this relationship if you are not going with me. So many of us are so confident in our plan that we go without his presence. And when you go without his presence, you start striving. (laughs) You use all your effort and energy to do it. And everything you make up outside of God, you have to sustain outside of him. And so the children of Israel learn, hold on, we're going to take our praise first and we're going to get in the presence. And we're then we're going to everybody say obey. Okay, So, so write down this fourth point. The change of pace can change the place. So imagine them walking around 
Six days, one time, go to sleep. God, we can do more. Yeah, less is more. God, I feel like we could go one more time. Sit down. Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? God, God, I just feel like we're not going as fast as other people. I feel like we could do more right now. I, I, I feel like, I mean, we're, we're usually just sitting the rest of the day. And if you would change the pace now, we could probably, no, 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 obey me. Keep serving in that area. Keep going to counseling. Keep giving. God, but I really feel like, you know, I'm gifted. And if you would allow my plan to work, it would be better for all of us. You got another day. I'll obey you, God. Okay. Maybe the miracle's going to happen today. Because we did all six things that he told us to do. And then he said, all right, I'm going to change the pace. Are you ready? God, we're ready. We've been trying to. We're ready for the pace change. Now, I want you to do in one day more than you did all six days. God, I don't know if I heard you right. I, you, know, I, you know, I trust you, Lord. But I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you know that we've been only doing one. See, it's crazy how we can ask God for more. And then when he does it, we start questioning, did he really hear and mean and know? But he said, no, no, no. I was building your stamina to hear me and obey me so that when I asked for you to do more, you had the ability to sustain in something else. I want you to bring that very practically. We had one service this time last year. One. And I think around this time, we just said, y'all, we just believe in God. He's changing the pace. We, we didn't even have the language yet. We're going to go to two services. We're going to set out a vessel. And we did that. And God has been changing the pace. And then when he told us uh, three months ago, go to five. Well, Lord, all we need is four. Do more, Lord, but do four. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I heard God say, we're going to change the pace. Go to five. Are you sure? <laughs> he, he said, what you don't understand is when you obey, when I change the pace, he said, I'm about to change the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, it was because they obeyed the instructions of the pace change that what was standing in opposition against them was about to be rearranged. The entire landscape and structure of the land was about to change because there was a few people that trusted the vision, knew the vision was for victory, did not hear only partial instructions, got the whole thing and said, you know what? We're going to change the pace because this pace is going to change this place. I want to know, is there about 400 people in this room that knows that as God changes the pace, I need you to help me, that God's going to do something in this church, in our lives, in this city, in this community that's going to change the pace. 
And I know, I know there's some doubters. I bet the people on the inside who had lived in fortified walls for years thought there's no way this little group of people doing a spirit walk around the walls every day. They probably started laughing at them. There they go again, adding the service. There they go again, thinking God's going to fill it up. Here you go again, believing God for what you don't have. Here you go again, declaring your marriage is going to last, even though you're, you're at the breaking point. There you go again, saying that I'm the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Oh, come on, y'all. There you go again, talking about that you're going to have money to be a blessing to others, even though you're in debt. There you go again. But all God's saying is, I just need somebody that will hear me and obey. And the children of Israel started to obey. And the change of pace changed the place. Now, I need you to hear this. It says on verse 4, on the seventh day, you were to march around town seven times. And, and, and I believe, like, as they were marching around, their faith was rising every time. Yeah, something about to happen. That's one. <laughs> That's two. Are we crazy? Is this really going to work? That's three. Well, God, you called us to it, and you saw us through the last one, so it's going to happen. That's four. God, I, I, everybody is kind of slowing down. That's five. But I'm going to pick my pace up, and I'm going to do what you said because it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. That's six. Like, and, well, we're here now. <laughs> we might as well finish. That's seven. And I want you to understand this. If we don't follow full instructions, we will think what we did was enough to get the breakthrough. But the walls did not come down when they completed the seventh lap. I need everybody to hear me say this. Every lap of momentum was an obedient step, but the walls only came down when they were in unity. They said at the end, I'm going to call for a shout. And it was when the trumpets blew, when the praises were there, and all of the men began to shout at the same time. The act of unity is the thing that began to break down the walls. All I'm coming to tell you, Transformation Church, that this is not a vision that you can be on the outside of hoping that it works. It needs to be something that you say, I'm about to participate in. I'm about to get unified in. I'm going to get hooked up in unity. Husbands and wife, you better get in unity because God says if y'all are saying the same thing at the same time, I can make walls of division, walls of hurt come down. Transformation Church, you better get in unity. Well, why is Pastor Mike doing this and why you better say the same thing? We're here to represent God to the lost and found for transformation in Christ because if we get in unity, the walls of racism in our city, Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. The walls of socioeconomic separation, the walls of demonic influence, they got to come. Oh, I feel the presence of God in this place. Somebody shout at me, unity. 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 Now give God a shout of praise. 
Walls are coming down. Walls are coming down. Walls are coming down. Walls are coming down. Y'all, it's not going to be because we have the best plan. It's because when God changes the pace, we're going to obey and then we're going to do what he says in unity. And what? <laughs> My last point, and we out of here. Stand up. You can write it down in your mind. What is unified brings down what is fortified. When we get unified around this vision and we say, hey, we're having a four o'clock service and people say, I'm called to go serve in that service because I don't know who's going to be there and I am the ambassador invite people to four o'clock and I'm going to be there when six o'clock happens when one o'clock happens when Pastor Mike is not preaching live because I have to preserve my health and be able to do this for a long time but the video's coming forth and I'm preaching with the same sweat spit and everything on video when all of that is happening you're going to say I got to stay a part of this because we're unified and what's unified can bring down what is fortified. I'm telling you today, today marks a new day of vision for Transformation Church. That God is using us to do something that has never been done. Representing God to the lost and found for transformation in Christ. Do I have anybody that will get behind that vision and see, oh come on y'all, do I have anybody that believes that the walls are coming down? Hold hands with your neighbor right quick. This is a sign of unity. So, so, so the reason that God changed the pace in this story was to give them the city. I'm just going to prophesy right now that the reason God had us go to five services and we're stepping out on faith and God's about to give us this city. People who have never gone to church, I'm not talking about sheep swapping. I'm talking about people who have never heard about God or being hurt in past situations. CEOs to crackheads. They're about to find transformation in Christ because the pace has changed and he's changed the pace to give us the city. Somebody say the city. That's north, south, East, what? Somebody say the city. I'm telling y'all, mark my words that this pace has changed for us. And God's about to make what's fortified. They're going to ask us in government what we should do. They're going to come and ask us about education. What is fortified is coming down when we are unified. Hold that hand up in the air. Come on, everybody. Father, I thank you that this is a unified group. And Father, today, we are committing to change the pace. Not because we said it, but because you did. And we are unified. Change us, transform us, and make us ones that can touch the city for your glory. In Jesus' name, we agree. We expect. Now give God a shout of praise in this building. 
If God is transforming your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by partnering with us today. You can give through our TC app or at transformchurch.us forward slash give. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this. Now go and live a transformed life.